But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Veeps. I'm your co-host, Tink. And we have a brand new guest on the show today. We have Cookie. (laughs) Hey. Also, one of our favorite, most delicious nicknames ever. (laughs) Cookies are good. Um, So, Cookie. (laughs) I'm going to laugh every time I say that now. So, Cookie, tell us. (laughs) Do you have a favorite cookie? (laughs) I do particularly like chocolate chip yes <laughs> man she's a basic cookie <laughs> i thought that hey. was like a sugar cookie <laughs> no yeah okay maybe <laughs> chocolate what can i say <laughs> so so i'm really curious um you've got a, a really interesting story here but where are you from originally where do your parents live where did cookie begin where was she baked <laughs> oh, I, just got, I just got on what you were doing <laughs> Let's Sorry. see. Well, I'm originally from New York. Um, oh. But when you say that you're from New York, people, people assume are, the city. Yes. Yeah. And that's not where I'm from at all. I think the city that I'm from has a population of like 300,000, and you can cross it in like 20 minutes by car. So um, my parents still live there. Oh, wow. Um, they're not as sweet as cookies, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I moved to Atlanta three years ago, so here I am. Okay, and I'm, I'm kind of curious. Obviously, this is an Atlanta-focused podcast, so what brought you to Atlanta? Work. I was in danger of getting laid off, so I applied for a job and decided once I accepted to move down and... Cool. So, yeah. What industry are you in? I'm Just in the curiosity. insurance industry for 10 years. <laughs> Riveting, I know. <laughs> hey. hey, you make a lot of money, so... Yeah. How, how are you liking Atlanta? I really like it. It's a great city. It's really beautiful down here. And to give context, um, you being new in the city makes sense of how we met, which was actually through a meetup. Yes. So have you been doing like a lot of meetups in the city? Like, how are you? Is that how you're predominantly meeting people? I no, actually, I've been predominantly meeting people just through like normal activities and work and stuff like that. But um, I don't know, one day I was just on meetup. And I'm like, let me just see what's out there in Atlanta. And I found the food meetup. And I think like, the first one was Korean food. And I was like, Oh, you got me right there. I'm down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how I met Tim and Tim. <laughs> Our mutual friends. <laughs> Tim, Tim, and Tim. <laughs> so many Tims. It's a tongue twister. We are just a network of Tims. <laughs> Can I get that shirt? <laughs> the Tim network. The Tim work. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Gertrude work just doesn't work as well. No. Tim work <laughs> makes the dream work. <laughs> Speaking of Tim, that is definitely what he would have said in that situation. <laughs> Channeling the Tim. Um, so to get us back on track, um, you've got kind of an interesting like coming of age tale, I want to say. Like your your life kind of I think your theme of the episode, right, is, is a little bit of life unplanned. Yes, most definitely. So I know you mentioned that when you were younger, you kind of did some work as a DJ. And I, I guess we'll start with that because, um, like, wh- like, did your parents, were they receptive to kind of your interest in... My parents are sort of... I don't know how to explain my parents because 
my parents were very busy all the time. So we mm. kind of, my brother and I, my older brother and I, we got to pretty much do pretty much whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were always out doing things and getting in all sorts of trouble. So, um, <laughs> so kind of a bad kid. All right. I was, yeah, I was a Anarchy. <laughs> a little bit. The worst kids end up being the most interesting adults. <laughs> That's how I think. So there's hope for my niece after all. <laughs> I love her, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and so when we, we talk about DJ here, we're yes. not talking about like club DJ. We're talking no. about radio DJ. Radio right? DJ, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought she was talking about like, look, 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 look. <laughs> no, I have no idea how to do that to this day. I wish I did. I'm sorry, Phil. But yeah, I started out at um, 14 DJing at like our local station that played like indie kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And um, that's the kind of music I always gravitated to. Like my mm-hmm. friends were all into like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys back then. And I just <laughs> had no patience for that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I started DJing at our high school. And then I kind of gravitated just towards actually DJing at the main station. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was really interesting because they brought a lot of musicians in the area locally. So I got to meet a lot of really cool musicians. And uh, You mentioned some pretty big names earlier. So yes. who were those people? So I... <laughs> I I got to meet uh, Trent Reznor once. Um, I felt he was really kind of shy, and like I felt like he was actually really overwhelmed. Mm. Um, I got to meet Scott. That's Wyland. interesting, actually. Yeah, he was actually not very talkative, and he was kind of more like he he really wasn't into the whole thing. There was a lot of people around when I met him. It was actually backstage after a show in Buffalo, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, and um, he really wasn't super talkative. He was just mm-hmm. more like kind of seemed like he wanted to be more by himself but um I met Scott Weiland um let's see he was really sweet actually he was a really cool guy (laughs) um and then he OD'd so that's really sad oh no yeah I actually don't know who Scott Weiland is and I feel like Stone Pilots oh oh yeah oh man yeah he was actually a really, he was like talking about how he liked to cook of all things. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about like the food that he likes to cook when he's on tour. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Um, I had Chino Moreno from the Deftones actually jump on me at a concert, which at the time I had a really huge crush on him. I thought he was awesome. Um, and you were like, yes. I was like, yes. Until one of my friends was like, Chino looks like your brother. And then I was like, no, you ruined it for me forever. So I don't really like Chino as much anymore. <laughs> fair enough yeah. so those are kind of the big three um yeah there was some other I mean like some obscure bands that probably I don't know if most people would know who I'm talking about but mm. yeah I met I mean a good amount of musicians um kind of stopped being fun though because I had an autograph back t-shirt that I got at Warp Tour mm-hmm. and you guys have heard of Insane Clown Posse by any chance yes yes I don't like them at all yeah I hate them I hate them but I was helping my friend set up at one of the concerts and this little 12 year old runs up and sprays Fago on me and I had my autograph back t-shirt on at the time I was so mad after oh, that no. I was just like I don't want to go to these concerts anymore Ugh. Yeah, it was and you upsetting. were like, when did you? What age did you burn out? This was probably like around sixteen or so. So, like from fourteen to sixteen, I was doing a lot of concerts. Yeah. Wow. How did you yeah. balance like school life and doing that? 
Um, school really wasn't that important to okay, me okay. at the time. I did it. That's the answer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was kind of like a C slash D student at the time. Um, but you knew how to have fun. <laughs> but I but I party like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you need is C's to pass a class. I'm not saying, guys, get C's. I'm just saying that it does help you pass class. Do good in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Don't do drugs. Do good in school. Right. Hugs, Please. not drugs. <laughs> Or drugs, then hugs. That's awesome. Right. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting because I wouldn't have thought of like 14 year olds getting involved in that. So I just Mm -hmm. thought that was a pretty unique story. Was that something that was really common in your town? Like, Um, or were you just kind of an oddball that that just happened to fall into it? Yeah. I mean, my my brother kind of got me into some of that stuff. Like he he like always listen to like Nine Inch Nails and mm. stuff like that so I would always you know being the little sister would kind of grab his stuff and mm. I really got into it but then like a lot a couple of the kids from my high school were into that type mm-hmm. of music as well so or but into like the DJing portion of it yeah like, they were into yeah. DJing and into that type of music too so yeah. we kind of got it just fell into it but um yeah it just, just <laughs> kind of burned out really quick yeah after a couple of years yeah so one of your other prompts it literally just says got sick as fuck and almost died um so you're gonna have to explain this one to us <sighs> okay so this actually goes back to when i was six years old we were actually driving from new york to georgia mm-hmm. and we were driving down for my aunt's wedding it was like me and my parents well anyways um, I got really, really sick the entire drive home. And later on, when I got back to New York, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is... Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a it's a chronic illness. And, that young? Yeah. I was six years old. And I spent the next six years like in and out of hospitals up until oh. I was 13. And then I started having surgeries. So that's actually also part of the reason I didn't do so hot in high school. It's just mm. like I was focused all the time on like trying to be healthy. And senior year, I ended up dropping out because I needed another surgery. And they were like, you can come back and repeat senior year. And I was like, why? I'm like a D student. Why am I even going to bother? Come back. So I ended up just getting like my GED and then going to college after that. But um so like for just years I was just like in and out of hospitals mm. and just trying to stay afloat basically. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it common for it to be diagnosed that young? I feel like no. that's really rare. Yeah, right? it is. Most people I think get diagnosed in their teens or twenties. Yeah. So yeah, I was really, really young to get diagnosed and it was really bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so like how do you, how does that play into your life now? Like have you found kind of more balance or Um yeah, I've I've been lucky, but I had to have a lot of surgeries and they actually removed like my entire large intestine. Um, so that's, that happened when I was 13. And so I think that kind of contributed to me also being a delinquent because I've been through so much when I was young that I was like, let me just go while and out like while I can. So, um, yeah, I was a pretty bad teenager. And I think part of that was because I'd been so sick and had had all these crazy experiences. You've been faced with mortality like really young because Crohn's can kill you. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. And I, I remember even like at 12, which is younger than my son is now I remember like begging my mom like please just let me die like I was in so much pain all the time and like every day was misery and I was just like I don't want to live and obviously I'm not supposed to live because I'm so sick all the time so um I never oh my god that's a really interesting thought that you you wouldn't think about that but like I feel like that's something that people like do think like like when they're really really ill like I can get that like why yeah. like why me if you have especially like an autoimmune disease that's like you're like my body is like 
doesn't want to be alive, right? If your body's oh, like yeah. turning against yeah. you. Yeah. And I remember the pain. Like, you remember. It was mm-hmm. so visceral that you can actually remember what it felt like. But then, like, when they had, like, when they actually took out my large intestine, it actually made things a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I had to have a couple more surgeries after a couple years. And that really, like, helped a lot because I was actually able to get through college. And I did really well in college, actually, for as bad as I did in high school. I did really well in college. But was it a it was, lack of intelligence that made you do bad? Yeah. I swear, I'm not an idiot. And college is what really counts anyway. <laughs> right? So. High school? Uh, yeah. It's definitely not your best four years of your life. No, it's tell not. You. It's like the worst four years of your life. <laughs> your brain is not fully formed. You're not really no, a... No, my brain like, You're feeling all kinds formed. of wrong in your own bod, so... Yeah. Especially, oh, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. imagine that. Yeah. So, you know, I honestly don't know much about Crohn's and, and you're not the only person I know that has it but yeah. like I you know I've never been able to like ask questions about it I feel like that that's like a thing that people don't really understand mm-hmm. so like why why would you have to have your intestines removed like what's the impact that- well so for me I mean so okay let me back up Crohn's can really affect you pretty much anywhere in your entire digestive tract mm-hmm. and what it is is it's your body attacking itself it's like I guess like lupus or something mm-hmm. similar. But in that case, your body can basically just shut down any part of your immune system. So, or um, it's an immune reaction and it can just attack like anywhere in your, in your digestive tract. So for me, it really just kind of struck in predominantly my large intestine. So like, just as an example, like when they actually removed it, the surgeon was like, oh, it looks like you your large intestine it looked like it was shredded with a razor blade is basically what he said it was like swollen and it was like engorged with blood I'm not trying to be gross sorry people but that's basically what it was yeah Yeah. I mean that's basically what it was so um and I had to have a blood transfusion after that surgery it was pretty massive but I mean basically that's what it does it just like demolishes wherever it strikes oh my god just destroys the tissue yeah I I know someone else but um that has it and I know that like doing the surgeries but I think they're older like when it hit yeah um but I I mean it's interesting I didn't realize that it could hit in different parts but I do know that my other friend has also had um I think several like I think a large part of lower intestines maybe Mm -hmm. but I don't know Uh, I just I mean again it's like it's something that you don't really want to ask about but it's also you're you kind of like want to be more educated about it too because there are a lot of people who do have it and yeah it's more common than people think it is I think I read once that it's like more common than all the cancers and all these other disorders combined it's really prevalent but nobody talks about it yeah, but nobody yeah. talks, exactly, nobody yeah. talks about it, and so you don't think it's prevalent, you right. know? Yeah, because like I was that's... like, I was first introduced to it because my brother's best friend in high school had it, mm-hmm. and he was sick all the time, so. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how I was until they took out my large intestine, and then it kind of flared up here and there, so I'd have to have more intestines removed. So, like, I think they've taken out, like, two or three feet of my small intestine also, but... I don't really remember how much they've taken out. Does it at any point, does it kind of level out or is it just going to be a constant? Well, there's no cure for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, you just have to kind of hope and hopefully like nothing happens. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty normal now. Like I eat everything and I don't Yeah, I, was, I met you through a food meetup. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we were like eating pho. I do like, it's spicy, mm-hmm. but that's totally unrelated. I just can't handle it. <laughs> that, that's fair. Yep. Other than that, um, yeah, I'm lucky. I, I know people who've had like 50, 60 surgeries and I've only had three. So wow. I feel like I got out relatively unscathed with that. But I wonder, I wonder if, does, do you think that catching it early like had something to do with that or? I have no idea. Like I know people that have had it 
like from the time they were six also, like, or, you know, yeah. around that age, and six, it just seven. Varies. Yeah. And some people really had a horrible time with it. Um, I don't know why I just ended up going kind of in remission. Praise Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just had to make that awkward. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I'm shocked that you're the one that said it. I, I was, I was joking. Okay. That's why. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, it, so nine, you wrote down here 19 and knocked up. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and we've kind of danced around this. Yeah, you mentioned your son. Um, so, and you're, you're still quite young, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm 33. Um, don't look it. I know. She seriously looks like she's 20, like, yeah, guys, I'm not kidding. That's what everybody tells me. Yeah, beautiful skin. Apparently, having kids at 19 is great for the skin. <laughs> not so much for the emotional well-being, but great for the skin. Well, you know. The what stress levels, not so much. Um, well, if you're happy, then you smile, and that gives you wrinkles. Resting bitch face keeps you pretty. Oh, well, then in that case, yeah. <laughs> you're set. I'm set for life. Um, no, so, yeah, I, I, um, I had a boyfriend at 19. We were together for two years. We ended up living together, oddly enough, at my parents' house. Ooh. And, yeah, my parents really liked him. Like, he was actually going to move out, and my dad was like, well, you can stay as long as you want, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I end up getting knocked up. Like you do. Yep. Yeah, and, and like you do. And the way I found out was um, I had started college, and my first semester I got straight A's. And uh, I went to, I think we went to Olive Garden that night, and then I proceeded to throw up all night. My mom's like, you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah, I was pregnant. Oh, no. 19 years old. And I had just kind of started, like, actually doing well in life and trying to put some pieces back together. And um, my son ended up um, being born when I was 20. Mm. So still couldn't legally drink. (laughs) So, yeah, that was fun. So I guess, like, the (laughs) non-drinking part of, you know, having a kid happened before it really mattered right. for you, right? I couldn't drink, but I really needed one. <laughs> the struggle was <laughs> the real. The struggle was really real. Um, yeah, so he was born, and I was 20, and I was still in college, and mm. um, I took a semester off. He was born in September. Um, Ironically enough, my best friend, um, his birthday is on September 18th, and that was the same day my, my son was born, Aww. which uh, has forever screwed up my best friend's birthday, because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm doing something with my son. I can't hang out with you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I took a semester off and, um, I ended up transferring to a four-year school, um, in January and had to finish school with a baby and that was really difficult. So what happened to the boyfriend at the time? So, um, we ended up breaking up. It's kind of a long, complicated story, but we ended up breaking up. We tried again later on while I was in college. Um, it did not work out. I just really didn't have those kind of feels for him. Like, he wasn't a forever boyfriend for me. He was just like, I was 19. Yeah. So we tried again. It didn't work. Um, He actually was supposed to move down with us Mm -hmm. um, to Georgia, not as my boyfriend, because I was in another relationship at the time, but he ended up moving down here for like two weeks, and then he turned around and moved right back. So he now is with, uh, he has a girlfriend and a new baby, and he's pretty happy, so that's good. But he's still like, is there a lot... A presence? I mean, is he still really involved? Yeah, he's involved. He texts my son. He'll hang out with him. My son is now 13. Yeah. So he'll, oh, yeah, he'll text him. He sees my son maybe like two or three weeks out of the year. Mm. But It's hard um, when they're that far. Yeah, yeah. It, we're really far. So yeah, it 
gets difficult. Sometimes. I know that's like a really personal question, but I, I was just kind of curious. I mean, yeah. especially like when you, like I, I actually have friends who had kids really young and who are doing it like, like honestly, like I feel like doing it really, really well. So I'm like, you guys figured it out like young. It's pretty you know? badass. You yeah. finished college. You did the whole mom thing. I don't think I could do that. So. Thank you. Yeah, it was hor- horrible. I mean, I was really relying on parents and anybody else that could help. Because How did like, your parents like handle? I mean, it sounds like they're they're pretty chill. <laughs> you seem like you have a great support system. Um, yeah. yeah, like my my dad, like he didn't talk to me for like 24 hours after we found I was pregnant. And then the next day he kind of like, he knocked on my door. He's like, hey, I got prenatal vitamins for you and and he actually turned out to be like my biggest supporter and he like people were asking him like aren't you upset you know she's pregnant or whatever my dad's like I don't give a shit that's actually (laughs) what he said to them he's like I don't care um, he's like, I'm going to have a grandkid, and that's all he yeah. cared about. Dude, my dad would, like, kill for that. He would, like, be like, I'm very mad, mad but grandbabies. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> he would just immediately melt at the thought yeah. of having Aww. a kid, a baby yeah. to play with. Yeah. No, he loves my son. I mean, he's just like, I mean, that's his first grandkid, you know? Yeah. So, oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you got it out of the way. Yeah, I got out of the way. No more. And you still look hot. No, and so. No, and I'm ripping my ovaries out the first chance I get. Never again. <laughs> Oh man, we did another episode, um, kind of a young mom as well, and mm-hmm. she um, talked about she had like the worst pregnancy ever. I heard that podcast. Yes. It sounded horrible. I, I was know. like, oh no. Did you have like an easy pregnancy? Like yeah, what? It was not as bad as hers. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty easy um, because of the Crohn's disease. I had some complications kind of in the last month, but it was mostly fine. I mean, it was really it was just tiring. Like when you're pregnant, you're so tired. You're like lugging yeah. around this baby, and it like sucks all your energy out. And <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but you're like the Walking Dead <laughs> with a baby in you. <laughs> Especially like, just like feeding them with yes. your energy. It's like we're, it's like sapping my will to live. Oh. So I was so happy when he was finally born. I was like, yes, get out of me. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it was fine. It was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that podcast. I really felt bad for her. Yeah. She was just like, never again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel that way too, but for totally unrelated reasons. <laughs> that, but that's why I asked. Because yeah. I was like, uh-oh. Um, okay, so you wrote down a prompt here that I'm really curious about because we didn't actually talk about this. It says Indian, but not really. Indian, <laughs> like, but not really, yes. What do you mean by that? So I'm Indian, but this is really hard to explain. So like ancestrally, I'm actually Iranian, mm. but hundreds of years ago, my peeps like <laughs> migrated <laughs> from Iran to India yeah so when you think Indian really what you're mostly thinking of is Hindu because you're thinking of the arranged marriages and that kind of thing so my peeps don't do any of that stuff are you guys like Muslim like traditionally no we're actually an obscure religion called uh Zoroastrianism Zoroastrian but if you're one of those Zoroastrian right it's actually like the first oldest monotheistic religion mm-hmm. um it's very similar i guess in a lot of ways to judaism oh. but um so i mean basically like we're almost like the polar opposite of hindus like we eat meat i love <laughs> me some cow um sorry <laughs> vegans um, <laughs> um let's see we don't have arranged marriages yeah. and so like a lot of people like even my friends that had known me for years they're like oh we thought you had an arranged marriage i'm like what <laughs> Why would I be dating all these losers if I had a rich <laughs> Because. Because you do. Because right. my parents would probably hook me up. No, I <laughs> No, I would never let my parents do that. Sorry. That is the funniest Sorry, perspective on that. Why would I be dating all these losers if I had a rich Well, like, marriage? honestly, I've not been picking, like, wieners. 
Yeah, they've been wieners, not winners. <laughs> wiener, wiener. <laughs> wieners, not winners. Right. <laughs> Odd how those words sound so similar and mean totally different things. <laughs> That's actually really hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I and I didn't know that for some reason. I, I think we were talking about. Um, I don't know. I think Islam like came up when you're at the, like the meetup or something. I think that's why I thought you were Muslim because like somebody was talking about it. Oh, but yeah. um, I'd be bad at really. Any I think religion. somebody else at the table may have been Muslim though. So that maybe no, that's what like I'm thinking my about. religion. I find like religion to be a very weird thing because when I like I didn't know anything about the Bible growing up, yeah. but when I read it, I'm like it's complicated as fuck. Like how do you keep track of all these rules? And like my religion is literally just good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Oh and really? Even, yeah, that's it. And that's all. And and I struggle with that. So <laughs> you're like. <laughs> I'm like, as I cuss a lot. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I'm not particularly religious. I, I just, yeah. I, you know. I'm I didn't even know about that, though. Like, I, we're going to definitely put some more information about, what was it called again? Zoroastrian. Zoroastrian. But if you're one of those uh, Zoroastrians that actually are, f- like, from India, you're called a Parsi. Parsi. Parsi, okay. yep. Zoroastrian and Parsi. Okay, well, yep. we'll include some more information. I'm going to do some digging on my own because I'm interested. Okay. To learn a little bit more about this, the religion that I didn't know existed. Yeah. That's really old. Obscure religion. I'm yeah. totally There's, researching There's, like, five right of now. us in the entire world. So, really? Yeah, it's very obscure. <laughs> like, anytime my parents, like, happen to meet another Parsi, like, they will stay connected and talk for, like, forever because they're like, oh, you're a Parsi, too. I will never see you again, but let's all talk because we're all Parsi. Oh, man. I'm that's like, super... Yeah. That's super interesting, though. Like, yeah. I, like I didn't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so Indian, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Do your parents, like, speak any other languages? Like, do you speak any other languages? My parents speak a language called Gujarati, um, which I don't speak. I kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, like, growing up, my dad is, like, addicted to chocolate. And he'd always tell my mom in Gujarati, like, where he hid his Kit Kats. So me and my brother were like, (laughs) I know what he said. He said that they're in the basement. But other than that, we don't, like... (laughs) Yeah, this is a true story. But I don't really, like, speak it. I don't really... Nobody speaks that language really so is it just like like that is it part of like parsi is it like it's like related to that yeah i mean there's like a parsi dialect Mm -hmm. um but i i mean i know so little about gujarati i sound like an idiot right now but like i mean (laughs) it's like they speak gujarati in india but it's kind of a different dialect i guess Um. so but it's not really that different so got it cool because i know there are lots of different like what (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I was doing research and then I thought a video popped up and I was like, oh God, it's going to start playing even though my phone's <laughs> she on was silent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, She no, made no. a hilarious face for the record. She was like, <laughs> I was just trying to like have notes so you have some like stuff to research off of. <laughs> no, no worries. I, if you just write it down, then I can I'll, oh, I'll yeah. figure it out. Um, cool. So <laughs> before we get too off the rails here. Um, so back to getting knocked up at 19. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I forgot we were Knock on that. <laughs> we got a little off the track there, but um, really interesting, totally interesting background there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> talk to me about kind of where you went from there. Like, so you finished college, it sounds like. So I finished college. I had been thinking about going to law school, but I couldn't really leave my son with my parents. I felt like there was no law school in the city that I lived in. Mm-hmm. The closest one was going to be at least two hours away. So I decided to stick around and get a job. And so, I mean... It was rough. Like my son, you know, being in college and trying to support him. I was working full time, going to school full time. 
Um, and being a mom full time. And being yeah. a mom full time. Yeah. Gosh, that is sleep. not for the faint. No, it's I literally not. have a friend who works nights as a nurse and she has two kids and she's a freaking superhero. Like she doesn't sleep. She, she'll she go days without sleeping. No. It's see, insane. No. no. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Sleep. No. I need to have eight hours or I'm like going to hurt people. <laughs> I need like oh, 10 or I might murder people. Like I need a lot of sleep. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just weird. But no, I mean, it was, it was rough. It was really rough. Like I'd be up a lot till like one or two in the morning get up at six do it again Mm -hmm. um ship him to daycare and actually like my dad um my dad went back to college late in life to become a physician's assistant and but like at the time my son was in such a crappy daycare that he's like you know what I'm gonna stop working I'll retire and he's like let me just watch Aiden all day it'll save you like at that time like nine hundred dollars a month and so he basically retired just to sit and watch my son so I could finish college after Mm -hmm. you know but some awesome parents yeah yeah, they're they're really they're awesome. It was a little traumatic for him, like when we were, you know, moving down here. He was like, mm. "Are you sure you want to move? Are you sure you want to move?" We're like, yeah. And he was old okay. enough to definitely know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it was a big transition yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. What was he like ten? He was about ten. Yeah. yeah. And it was tough because we don't have any family here. I didn't even know yeah. anybody in Atlanta. I'd never even been to Atlanta when we moved here. So, yeah, it was definitely tough. Do you feel like you guys are the two musketeers? Like. Ah, yeah. Yeah. He's my buddy. (laughs) I love him. He's so funny and quirky. Yeah, I love him. Aw. Yeah, he's my buddy. See, that's the part that, like, I think, especially for, like, women like us, right? We're kind of, like, cynical and, like, meh, like, life sucks, you know? (laughs) But, like, the thing that we, like, forget is, is that that's kind of awesome, right? You have this, like, partner in crime. Like, you have this this person that... You have someone that's going to always love you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's funny, like, because I, I love him because he's my son, but I also yeah. like him as a person. Like, he's yeah. really witty, and he'll say sometimes, like, he'll just say something. I'm like, I know I shouldn't laugh, but damn, that was so funny. <laughs> like, like, you like it when they're just as fucked up as you are. Yes. Like, like, you're you like, should. yes. yes. <laughs> trying to reprimand him, and he says something. I'm like, okay, I see your side, oh. but still go to your room. <laughs> yeah. Like, he'll say stuff about Trump, and I'm like, I should tell you to be nicer, but no, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm like, that's no, okay. You're fine. Go we ahead. love him here already. We like it. He's woke. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. woke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Stay woke, my brother. Stay so. woke. That's awesome. Woke 10-year-olds. Like. <laughs> I feel like that's a topic that needs to be explored. <laughs> For real. Next <laughs> episode, woke 10-year-olds. <laughs> woke babies. <laughs> Versus basic babies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about the basic babies. Right. Okay. There was a whole shtick. Like, I think, was that our episode? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like the basic people, the, the basic husband, basic wife, and they have a basic baby, like <laughs> nondescript, you know? <laughs> That's kind of like 90% right there, I feel like. A yeah. blank page waiting for the basic parents <laughs> to fuck them up on. <laughs> Mm. Secretly, we're talking about ourselves. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh no! Oh, sad day. I have to look at the mirror now. <laughs> what? What self-reflection? Who does it that? <laughs> so, okay. So, let's talk a little bit about your life since. Um, you said that you were in a relationship when you moved down here. So I was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so we were together for like two years before I found out that my job in New York was probably going to get axed. And so I'm like, I really loved him. Like I was never a marriage or like 
even a child person for that matter. But like after him, like I was like, he's it for me. I was like, Mm -hmm. he's it. He's my best friend. Like we got along so well. So then I started this like, where is this going conversations with him like all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, and it wasn't going anywhere. Like we kept like, I kept like bringing up the future, like wanting to like know that we were on the same page. And like, it was just not working. Like we were just Mm. not on the same page. So then like, I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to apply for this job and I'm going to leave. So I did. And, um, I moved down here and like, but my son was still here. Um, my son was still in New York because, um, I was house hunting when I first moved down here and I was living in a hotel for like eight months trying to find a place to live. Yeah. It was brutal. And I was like, let me just like leave my son in New York so that I can, you know, let him continue school while I look for a place. So he kept picking up my son and hanging out with him and doing stuff with him. And so we kind of remain in contact and then when I was going to buy a house here, I had him take a look at it because he's, you know, handy and he knows yeah. everything. So then we ended up trying again. Mm-hmm. He came down here, looked at the house, and we talked about trying again. And then <laughs> again, like we tried for three years and it did not work again. Mm. So now I'm single. <laughs> oh, no. Trying but to he, So he moved down here. He moved down here. Um, he ended up moving out about a year ago. Okay. Um, he lives like half an hour from me. He still hangs out with my son and takes mm-hmm. him out places and stuff like that. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, we're still pretty close, um, but... It's kinda, just not working. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of felt like it's time to move on because really a total, we've been together like six and a half years, almost wow. seven. Yeah. It's good that you guys are healthy about it too. Like... We try to be. I do want to murder him occasionally, but <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> Very <laughs> so illegal. So I can't do that. Um not yet, anyways. <laughs> Trump is letting some things go, so I don't the know. The purge, it's coming. <laughs> right? Oh, God, I'll you never know. No, but, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he's a good guy. It wasn't, like, anything major happened. It was just, like, basic. You're just not on the same page. Yeah, yeah. we were really, like, in totally different places, and um, so... I'm dating now, which is awful, terrible, and horrendous. So this is our favorite topic of conversation. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) This brings us to the Tinder files. (laughs) I have actually, listen, I have not gone on Tinder yet. You have not stooped so low. I am, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I'm the Tinder expert, the self-proclaimed Tinder expert. I'm making fun of myself. Don't worry. Um, Okay, so I might need some tips because it's my next step is going on Tinder. And maybe the step after that is just giving up entirely and just saying, screw it, I'm done. Can I just say, I don't know, do you still use Tinder as one of our no, resources? No, I, I kind of moved away from okay. it. Okay. Um, did you notice how like, people on Tinder don't really talk anymore? What? Like, when I was on Tinder for that week recently, like, people would match up with me all the time. Like, I had, like, 32 matches, but no one would talk. I was like... What? Did you start conversations with them? Sometimes I did, and then they wouldn't say anything, or I would just sit there and be like, are you going to say something? It was just like, I wonder if we were just like both staring at the screen, like, who's going to talk first? So, because <laughs> I am like, give zero fucks, and we'll talk to anybody about anything, anytime. Um, I would always get on there and immediately start a conversation with them. I'd match and then be like, pick something out for their profile and make a joke about it, like, immediately. And then that's like, so I think part of it is like, girls that there's the stereotype that girls don't start conversations and gotcha. I absolutely think I live that stereotype yeah me too <laughs> I don't. but I think it's really important for us to do that if you are interested yeah. in the person right yeah. so like I think girls are more picky about who we match with right and mm-hmm. guys are more picky about who they actually pursue 
Oh, like, good yes. point. So, yes. like, they're going to match with everybody because they don't want to, like, miss something or, yes. you know, they just don't get a lot of matches, I think. So, yeah. But then they're going to weed you out in the conversation or on the date or whatever. And, like, women are going to try to weed you out on the front end. Like, yes. Oh, so or at least more, that's my theory, my pet theory. So it almost, want. it's so funny because on everything else, they say women are not the visual creatures were more of the... Well, I think it's like the information they put in the profile or if they're like really hot or like whatever the content is yeah. in their photo. And they'll get... Yeah. Don't, we, we all swipe right on people who look really hot, okay? Oh, I do. So I unless well, they I look did. dumb, like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unless they look like obviously really stupid, I'm not yeah. going to do that. But like if they look really like it's only at a football game or only at a baseball game, like I'm probably not going to have much in common with them. So, right. Oh you my know. gosh. Yes. I just came up with this awesome idea. The next meetup should be you hosting and teaching people how to use Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to that just for the shits and giggles, but I think that'd be awesome. I just want to know who's on Tinder, like, because I'm on Plenty of Fish. Okay, so first yes, things first. I know. You don't. You need to say no more, because I know. I no, get no, it. no, 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 no. I get it. There's- I've been on Plenty of Fish, <laughs> and I was with them for a whole year, and it was... Ooh. There's apparently a lot of gang members in Atlanta. I didn't realize how many gangs, but (laughs) (laughs) there's a plenty. Is it on their profile? No, it's more like in the picture where they're flashing gang signs. Yeah, that's what the hand motions were. Yeah, that's maybe. Oh, it's either it's one of the two. It's that or it's something else. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Oh my god. Could be like inappropriate hand motions, or it could be gang signs. That's my theory. Who knows? So I'm curious. Yes. What is your online dating brand? My online dating brand, uh, so please don't be crazy, is kind of what I'm going for. So, um, <laughs> but I do you know. have like a profile that we can examine and talk I, about? Uh, you like that hot mom? Or you like- are you going for the hot mom? Or are you going for the? I, I don't. I hate my profile because it's like, hey, I'm super responsible. So please don't also be irresponsible. Um, I really don't know. Like, and I don't even remember what else I put on there, but. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going for, but it seems to have attracted the opposite. Like, all these guys that are like, hey, I don't have a car, but you want to pick me up sometime? Like, <laughs> oh, you're a mom. You want to take care of me, too? Right. Or, like, I don't know. It's just, it's horrible. <laughs> the whole thing is just horrible. I'm trying to think how we can improve. Have you thought about maybe going on Match.com? I have thought about Match, and I actually was on Match for, like, I don't know, maybe four to six months or something I don't know it was okay I had a lot of guys that would start conversations that just never went anywhere yeah guys that would message you like hey what's up what are you doing like a week later hey what's up what are you doing I'm like oh for god's sake so it's like (laughs) not doing this again with you (laughs) right I was like okay uh I almost feel like online dating is now becoming as difficult as real dating it's, think, a, it's still yeah. real dating but you know what i mean like physical dating since or like meeting someone randomly on the yeah, street like it's hard does that even happen anymore it like does. honestly do you know how we get most of our guests now was that really i just stopped giving a fuck and started talking to people all the time and i was like oh Oh, okay. The difference is that, like, I'm in a relationship. I think it's part of it. It's like I'm not as vulnerable because I'm not, like, trying to date them. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, It's, uh, I think, honestly, there's something to be said about, like, bucking all of the trend and then just being like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And then just making eye contact and coming off a little crazy, but in, like, a really charming way. You want to be on my podcast? You could just, like, work on pickup lines (laughs) with people. Oh, God. I honestly think. Okay, because we have a guy, and you've met him, who is a pickup artist or has been trained oh, in yes. this. 
He should teach, really? like, I think women could really benefit from this. Like, we want to meet people who are nice, but mm-hmm. if you see somebody in an environment where you know they're not going to probably, well, they're unlikely to be crazy, right? Like, you're at a bookstore, or like, you're uh-huh. at a place where you really care about the thing that you're doing, right. or whatever, and you want to connect with somebody else there, I think having things to fall back on helps. Like, okay, my knee jerk, like, for recruiting, we have like kind of a, a go-to script that's true to us, mm-hmm. but a thing that we can fall back on when you panic, yeah. right? When you're like, oh, I thought, I didn't know you were going to answer the phone. And then I like, <laughs> yeah. So you got to have like, you know, almost lines to go to like, hey, how's it going? You know, like even if it's something that just has like a lot of personality and is super simple and you just deliver it with confidence, like it can make or break a conversation. Very true. So have you gone hmm. on a date at all from your plenty of fish fishing? I have gotten several first dates, but like none of the guys I feel like. I don't know. I just can't like see myself with them really. Yeah. You know, like it's it's kind of like they're nice guys. Like they really are and they really I think want pretty much the same thing that a lot of people want. You know, they really want to meet somebody and they yeah. want a future, but I just can't see myself with them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's What do you feel like is missing? Like the spark, I feel like yeah. there's a lot of spark missing. Yeah. Like I I'm talking to this guy right now. He's super nice. He's very sweet, but like I met him once and we went on one day, but like I'm just not are you yeah. looking for that? You walk in the room and like, boom, it just feels right. Or are you looking at it as you get to know that person? You're like, holy crap, there's actually something there. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for building it over time. But yeah, like, what, but when I meet somebody and I'm just like not attracted to them, like oh, oh, right physical, off the get go, yeah, 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 and I'm just yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Like maybe if they're super sweet, like maybe it'll come with time, but. Mm, I get what you're saying. Like you have to be at <sighs> yeah. least like you don't have to be like off the charts attracted to them, but you gotta right. have a good like. Yeah. I would probably have sex with you. Right. Like, like on take one, you should be like, mm, I could see myself humping you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, let's eventually. Not... Maybe don't talk about that, but that's definitely a big oh, part of the, right. the internally. I've learned personally, like, when you go on your first date and you all, like, automatically, like, oh, my God, boom, awesome, yes. It usually fails for me. I've noticed yes. now that, like, hey, yeah. I'm actually attracted to you. Let's see where this goes. And right. And all of a sudden, like, after maybe a month or two, I'm like, holy crap, there it is. Right. I, hopefully this will work, but... Yeah, like, yeah. But I don't know. So, like, this one guy, like, he's super sweet. He's really nice. He seems very supportive, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just really... He's not my type. really boring. <laughs> sounds like a great friend that you can keep. He's, he, he sounds, sounds like, like a great the best friend that you'll only talk to on the internet. Right. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I've had one of those. We have, I think we've all had one of those. When yeah. you get to a certain age, you've had it, one well, of those, But I yeah. think I think there's something to be said, right? So you're living this, like, kind of traditional life where you're, like, a single mom and, like, you're you're working really hard and you're, like, yeah. you have this, like, all of the signs of this kind of woman who would, like, want a stable man and someone who's just really nice. But you're also, like, hilarious and <laughs> you're a ball buster and you're sarcastic. Oh, and you're smoking hot. And you're, <laughs> like, and you're hot. So, like... You, th- none of those things are going to necessarily work yeah, for you because, because you're like more like interesting. I'm like, looking for like that hot witty bastard that like comes along. Do and- we have a hot witty bastard out here listening? And also just happens to be really good with kids. Yes, really good with kids. Yes. And could definitely. be, you know, maybe like a, a secondary father figure. Not a primary, <laughs> but a secondary. Right. Doesn't want kids of their own. If you like football bonus, I don't, but my son loves it, so you'd have someone else to talk to. My son tries to talk to me about football. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, kid. I'm sorry. It's like, no. Sports ball. Yeah. Sports ball. <laughs> like, oh, you're watching foosball? Is that no. the kids play now? Is this foosball? the football? The football? <laughs> 
Yeah. I know, the only thing I know about football is Tom Brady's hot. Ew. I'm sorry. I'm from New England and I'm a huge Patriots fan. Well, I guess I'm by default, but. Well, my son would agree with you. He hates Tom Brady. But. Oh, I don't hate him, but I just don't find him attractive. I think he is cute. Tink has very strange. Oh, yeah. I really, I guess, like, I really can't talk. Tink likes like only redheads. Not only, but I have <laughs> really? this really strange soft spot for redheads. Don't really? Know what it is. Huh. I have oh. a soft spot for gingers because my my mom, you should call them gingers. <laughs> I love gingies. My best friend, the one I was telling you about, whose yeah. birthday falls on the same day as my son, he's a redhead too. God. Yeah, so he's my ging for life. Oh, do you guys have that if we're single and 40 we're gonna get married pack we did actually we did we did do that like a hundred years ago because i've known him since i was like 13 yeah. like we've been friends forever but he was in new york and yeah. he's dating somebody now that <laughs> <laughs> damn it but, yeah so i um, missed my chance right i was kind of like because at one point he was like should we do this and i was like no, no you know stupid um but Aww. yeah he's dating somebody so and he's in New York, so that's not going to work. I don't do yeah. long distance. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But mm. he's a ginge, so. God, I, lo- I don't know what it <laughs> is. I one exactly like him. Maybe he has a long lost t- twin, a doppelganger. Who knows? Maybe. Mm. Oh. Mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe. preferably one that lives in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> that's twin. I think like there's a lot of gingers in Atlanta. Calling all Atlanta one. gingers. <laughs> I've seen like one, maybe the entire time I've been down here. They're definitely here. Yeah. yeah. When I was on Tinder and I saw, I was like, "Ooh, you got red hair. Yes. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Bonus. I think the guy I dated before, the guy I'm dating now, was like kind of a redhead. But he was also from New York. He was huh. kind of a redhead? Yeah. Oh. I mean, he was a redhead. But like he wasn't like bright red. Like he was like Auburn. Oh, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. We'll count him. Yeah. yeah he counts. He's in the club. <laughs> yeah. He's very like pale like me. We like blended together. It was, it was probably not good. <laughs> That's my Here's friend. Your yeah. friend. My friend was the same way. Couldn't take him anywhere bright or sunny. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was I like, just immediately burned. We'd go like walk around. He'd be like, I have to put my sunscreen on. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, That's so funny. oh, you're so much more of a responsible adult than I am. <laughs> you're just like, fuck it. I'll be okay. <laughs> Skin cancer. No biggie. No biggie. Everybody luck. knows it's made up. <laughs> Alternative facts. <laughs> alternative news <laughs> oh boy but yeah <laughs> can you tell that we're liberals <laughs> right i think our liberal is showing well i wish you the best of luck as you do the dating thing thank you i'm gonna need it <laughs> do you have any like hilarious stories here though like i, I really don't I've, I've met some relatively normal people unfortunately. that's your problem you're not meeting them crazy enough no i i don't know some <laughs> She's bored. She's like, I need some crazy ass stories. I do. I need somebody that's like kind of entertaining in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. No, they're really normal guys. I don't have any like crazy dating stories. Get on Tinder. You'll get some. Fortunately, oh, unfortunately. Okay, right. That's in six <laughs> months, we're going to do a rebroadcast here. We're going to check back in after she joins Tinder and see how that's going. Yeah, you yeah. never know. Okay. But hey, I did meet mine on Tinder, so. And so did I. Yeah. Really? So you can meet good ones, but you're going to have a lot of shit show dates before you get there. (laughs) So just be mentally prepared. I'll be at the shit show date taking notes. Like, let me just see what I can tell everybody about. How am I going to spin this for the show? (laughs) (laughs) Research. (laughs) No, okay. Describe that for me (laughs) when they're telling you a story. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I'm gonna have to sign up tonight. I'll let you know how it goes. Yes. If I get murdered, it was nice knowing you ladies. Whoa. <laughs> if you went on playing the fish and you're still sitting, you're like you're still alive, I think you can do it. I am alive, yes. I'm alive. If you've yeah. done OK Cupid and plenty of fish, like you're definitely prepared for Tinder. I haven't done OK Cupid. I figured you're basically that was doing OK Cupid. I'm pretty, pretty much the same, right. basically the same thing. So right. you get like an insane amount of messages yes. a day yes. and they're all like weird and yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> have you gotten the Will you marry me message yet? I have not, okay. but I actually got a message from a gay guy that was like, I'm gay and I identify as gay, but I want to be with a woman and I want to like support her and then we can both like have sex with people on the side. I got that message. I, I mean, I that may take be. it. Yeah. It didn't actually <laughs> sound like, that bad. You get a built-in husband, someone to help you. And he can probably cook and dress really nice. Oh, yeah. He just needs a beard. Yeah. Yeah, and he, oh, he was a redhead, too. Oh, why'd you oh, say no? he was no. a ginge. I almost forgot oh. about that. He was a ginge, yeah. I would have yeah. been like, hell, Girl, you missed yes. it. You missed a golden opportunity. He said, oh. I want to support you. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go yes, through my yes. phone and see if he's still there. Maybe I'll message him back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just be like, okay, now explain more about what you need. <laughs> right. Let me, let me, like, let's work out the deets. <laughs> so is this really just like a beard situation? I'm like, really? Like, what are, what are we talking here? Am I, am I going to be like the arm candy at all the events? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he wanted. And he like, he'll drop me off at home and then he'll like run off and like meet up I'll with his boy to, toy. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be really fun. Like, think about that. You don't even necessarily have to support me. That would just be a really fun charade. Like, <laughs> just have like your fake gay husband and then like go <laughs> I don't see what possibly could go wrong with that soul. <laughs> scenario i accidentally fall in love with him (laughs) and it becomes the plot of will and grace (laughs) damn yeah i know called out (laughs) i feel like we're all over the place right now i know oh my gosh i'm sorry it's like girl talk on that note i think we should go ahead and wrap up i'm your host veeps i'm your co-host tink And this is Cookie, and now you know me. 